0: I guess what I like to say is kind of um, tamping down the consumption culture and really like focusing on building up your financial goals. So whatever that may be, for me it's increasing income and then having as high of a savings rate as possible.
1: Welcome to the Invest Nest Real Estate Investing Show, a community for real estate investors to learn, network and grow. Be sure to join the Investnest.com and start learning and earning today. Hey, what's up everybody? This is Travis Murphy, your host of the Invest Nest Real Estate Investing Show. Thanks for joining our podcast again this week. We've got another awesome show for you. A very impressive young person, Julia with two cents with Julia.com will be joining us to talk about personal finance, financial freedom, and how she's sharing her message to other people to get more focused on their personal finances. Uh, but before we get started on that, I want to remind everybody to hit the subscribe button. If you're listening to the podcast, and if you are enjoying the show so far, please leave us a review and rating. It really helps us out. You can also check us out on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Invest Nest. And check out theinvestnest.com. It's got a lot of cool stuff going on there. You can create your free investor profile, start networking with other members. Uh, so go check that out as well. All right. And now I'm going to welcome Julia to the show. And Julia is with Two Cents with Julia.com. Julia, thanks for joining me.
0: Thanks so much for having me on. Yeah, this is awesome. Um, like Travis said, I am uh, running two cents with Julia.com and I love focusing on personal finance and investing for especially young 20 somethings cause I feel like it's something that people don't learn early enough in life. And I am a recent graduate, recent 2020 graduate who, has been affected by the pandemic, like many. So my full-time employment got postponed till January. So I've been using these couple of months to build up some entrepreneurial ventures um, and just kind of explore other ways of making money when full-time income has been uh, lacking. <laughs>
1: no, that's awesome. That's awesome. So first of all, how how old are you? You mind sharing?
0: I'm 22. Yeah.
1: Okay. So you're a young person, obviously life goes as curveballs. Pandemic has hit you. Maybe it sounds like you had some, you had a job lined up and that got delayed, but instead of sitting around and just hanging out all summer, watching Netflix (laughs) during a pandemic, you're out here, you're trying to, you know, not only educate yourself on, on financial matters, but out here working on some side hustles, trying to generate income for yourself. So I guess let's start first with just, can you tell us a little bit about what you're doing right now and, you know, a little bit about your, your website and your Instagram page and what that's all about?
0: Yeah, definitely. So I started the page. I start. I wanted to start a blog basically um, around April. And this was around the time when I thought in a couple months I was going to be starting my job. So I was doing research on budgeting, investing, like taxes, all the all the stuff that's pretty basic in personal finance just for myself and I really enjoyed doing it and I thought this would be a great thing to share with others. And so I just started a blog and I wanted to do it as a hobby and then I found that there was a large community of people doing very similar things on Instagram, and so I started my Instagram page, which has become my main kind of place because it's a lot more fun when you know there's people to converse with and mm-hmm. see other people's content. And so, what has turned into um, is basically just a place for me to share my passion for investing and for, I guess, what I like to say is kind of um tamping down the consumption culture and really like focusing on building up your financial goals so whatever that may be for me it's increasing income and then having as high of a savings rate as possible and so what that kind of turns into is i share like tips and tricks for how to i guess funnel as much money as you can towards saving and investing um, and kind of how to rethink um how you're spending
1: Yeah, that's so awesome. And that's what kind of struck me when I came across your page. I mean, obviously, you're, you're, you're sharing What you know with other members in the community. Like you said, you found on Instagram that there's a lot of people that are into this stuff. But the thing that I like about what you're doing is the fact that you're such a you're a younger person. You know, and that's not as common to find younger people that are as focused on this stuff, but it's great when they do, you know, and the fact that you're doing it already is one is an awesome thing. But two, you're sharing it with other people, you know, in that in that community environment, which is getting hopefully that dialogue, you know, going with other not just young people, but anybody really, in particular, younger people, though, and helping them focus on this stuff. And really, just I think just talking about it, like just talking about financial matters, And the fact that saving is important because you can reinvest it and what that will do for you down the road. You know, a lot of young people. I'm guilty when I was younger. That's the furthest thing from our minds, you know, we're getting a job and we we Get a check on Friday and we're thinking about what we're going to do that weekend. And A lot of us don't have any money left by Monday. So I think just pointing out the fact of, you know, saving money reinvesting it and keeping that at top of mind, you know, and you're doing a great job of that with, with what you're doing on your blogs and your the dialogue you've created on your Instagram page. So what I you. guess, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's great. I'm, I want all my listeners to please go check out what Julia is doing. Cause she's got a lot of cool stuff happening, but I want to ask you like, why is this stuff so important to you? Like why is personal finance and starting this stuff at your age so important to you?
0: Yeah, I think that it started because I've always had a saver mindset. So, you know, I'd get the Christmas present, the $100 from aunt and uncle, and then I'd put it in my bank account, which I'm very lucky my parents opened a bank account for me at a young age. And that kind of, I think some people have a natural kind of propensity towards saving and spending. So for me, the excitement came when I saw like my bank account number go up rather than like buying like, you know, a little toy. What really kind of flipped the switch um, just from that to kind of being very like passionate about, like, being, I guess, intentional about where exactly my money's going, not just a bank account, but like picking the investments and really creating that financial plan was realizing and um, reading other people's journeys that retirement doesn't have to happen at 65. I think that like 65 is just like this arbitrary number that that somehow somewhere the um, was put into society's mind that that's the retirement age. And if you don't kind of think through that uh, and realize like, why is are people saying 65 is retirement? Then you won't realize that retirement actually can happen when you can financially support yourself um, without a, an annual income. And so that was really exciting to me to realize, oh, like I can, I can I have power over when I'll be financially independent enough to decide if I want to work like anymore. Which I I enjoy. Um, I've had some internships. I enjoy like working in a corporate environment and and kind of you know doing that and learning skills through that. And so I don't see myself like you know at forty saying oh I'm done. I'm never working again. But just to have that that freedom to kind of decide what exactly I want to do um, is kind of what drives my interest
1: in um, personal finance. Yeah. And and that's the thing. I mean, you're not as involved with real estate just yet. We'll talk about that in a minute, but Mm -hmm. the messaging I've been getting from you and what I've seen, what you're doing online, it's the same theme and the same concept that all of us in the real estate investing community do talk about and focus on, you know, it's setting up that financial independence, that financial freedom, really. And it's not about just retiring. So you don't have to do anything. It's about being able to control your own, you know, your own destiny. And when you're financially free, it's not just because you've got a ton of money in the bank and you don't have to worry about generating income anymore. It just, it's, it's, you're free to be able to do it how you want to do it. And that, that doesn't have to be the corporate world or the nine to five job work till you're 65 and retire. You know it can be whatever you want it to be. And the thing that's, Really awesome about what you're doing, and why I wanted you to join us is for any any other listeners out there that are younger. The earlier you get can start on that, it makes such a huge difference yeah. down the road. So it's 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 good to start anytime, right? Because it's it's always going to start getting you in that in that direction. But a few years earlier when you're younger makes up so much of a difference on the back end as opposed to if you start at 30 or 35. So yeah, that's that's really good stuff. And how, it sounds like maybe you, were you brought up with more of this type of mindset was it certain books that you read, or do you have a mentor, or what? Really, kind of was there ever? I know you said that there was, you, you know, you 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 kind of were raised with not blowing your money and saving it. And your parents helped you start a, a savings account. I mean, that's pretty common. But was there like a light switch moment that kind of went off where you said, "Wow, I need to, I really need to transition," like you said, and be more purposeful with this.
0: Um, Yeah, I think that there's probably like three pronged reason why it really switched on for me. Because I don't have anybody in my personal life that um, has this kind of methodology and an ideology um, until actually I joined the Instagram community. So I do have friends now. What kind of did it for me was, you know, the way I was brought up. So I'm not like somebody that ever was brought up thinking that you can just put any type of charge on a credit card and like deal with the debt later so that was never I was so you know the way I was brought up like savings good debt's bad um do whatever you can um or consumer debt uh it's okay you know if we're talking about like education or something like that but um and then I would say like frugal leaning the way uh we did like I guess just uh, life expenses. We were always frugal leaning, um, but we were fine like splurging on like eating out on some days and stuff, but no like extravagant vacations all the time or whatever. So I've always been, you know, somebody who keeps my clothes for a really long time. So I'm not like going out and like blowing my money on like shopping sprees. So I guess just the way I was brought up and um, how I've been living my life for the past 22 years really helped Um, in that way. And then I would say that my kind of background in education and uh, I guess uh, professional opportunities I've had was where I got the investing piece. So I was doing asset management internships and taking courses and everything around investing. So that's kind of where I got the really deep fundamental knowledge that really just made it super easy to pick up even though personal finance is different than institutional investing, um, it was super easy to pick up those ideas, like compound interest really works, you know, the the earlier you get in. um, And what's an index fund, what's a mutual fund? So, like, when I'm reading, like, it was super easy to understand. And then lastly, I have a a pretty mathematical mind. Like, I think of things in numbers a lot. So um, I was able to really, like, understand the huge impact, like, that little steps and kind of the snowball effect of compound interest could have um so all three of those kind of came together to really like make it like this is a big important thing that is way more important than like going out and you know having the hundred dollar dinner like every weekend you know like this is something i want to put my energy towards rather than more of a consumer mindset
1: yeah no that's good it sounds like the upbringing kind of helped transition to when you started learning and educating yourself about finance. You know, it kind of sounds like you were able to make that transition a little bit easier because of your mindset that you are that you already have from the way you were raised. But, you know, a lot of us learn that or we read that stuff at a young age, but we don't always take to it, you know? So cool. the fact that, you know, you, you are consuming that information information and putting it into action is cool. And I think what is, also about what you're doing also is that you're, I think you're sharing that with the community of, pe- of younger people in a way that maybe they're, they're going to be more receptive to it as opposed to just out of a book in a college class. So, and it's all about, you know, interpretation and, and how we consume information. But at the end of the day, what you're talking about is educating, right? you educated yourself. Yeah. And you saw when you were, le- as you were learning this information, you saw the benefits that it can provide. You know, maybe the mathematical back, you know, the mathematical mindset helps see that a little easier. But nonetheless, you know, once you took to it and you started putting that into action, that's great one, but number two, like I keep coming back to the fact that you're trying to share that message with other people is is Mm -hmm. really cool. So real quickly, let's talk a little bit about what it is you're doing with investing. Have have you done any real estate investing? What type of investments have you made so far, if any?
0: Yeah, so I, uh, so after about like, Eight months of being in this kind of learning stage, and um, I just like I just did my first investment um, in August, so like I'm super, super new to this. And right now, all I'm doing is a Roth IRA, super basic with Fidelity. I put in $200 a month. Like I said, I'm not making super consistent income, so this was kind of my starter step because I had anticipated. You know, starting my full time job and being having access to a 401k and a lot more funds. But this is my starter step. And it was something I, um, I uh, told myself, you know, every month $200. So like, and that was my also my income goal, like, but I I've surpassed $200 a month of income, but it was great just to have that little goal.
1: So real quickly, the Roth IRA, for other maybe younger people that don't think that they can do this stuff unless they have a job with the 401k, can you just real briefly tell tell people what that is and how you set it up and maybe if it's easy or really hard or not?
0: Definitely, I'm a huge proponent of of the Roth IRA. It's basically a retirement account, which a 401k, that's what that is. It's just a retirement account um, where you can make investments Um, investment purchases with tax advantages and I know that's like a buzzword but basically tax advantages just means that at some point you will not have to pay taxes when if you had invested in a regular account um, that wasn't a retirement account you would have had to pay taxes so it's basically more money in your pocket at the end of the day and When I say I invest it with fidelity. That's just the service, the brokerage that I use to buy the investments and then what I invest in is index funds, um, which are just broad based market. securities. So that just means I'm investing in the whole stock market like every stock out there. I'm investing in And when I put $200 a month. I just buy the index funds um, and then just let it sit and then that account is going to grow as much as the stock market grows. So, you know, so far I have like 15% growth for this year. Um, We've had a pretty good year despite the pandemic. So, um, you know, it's just a great way if you're not working, if you don't have access to the 401k to still be putting in forming that habit of investing for retirement.
1: Yeah. And I hope people really are listening to this part because you don't have to have a career with a 401k. You can go to, like you said, you're on Fidelity. There's met plenty of platforms out there, whether it's E-Trade, Fidelity. You can set up your own Roth IRA. It's it's not as complicated as you might think it is. No. It, like you said, you're putting it into index funds, which basically uh-huh. is just a group of stocks in whatever index that is, whether it's the Dow or the S&P. And the money that you, go, that you have in there is gonna go up or down in value pretty much at the same level as whatever index you're in, the Dow or the S&P or or a combination of them. So over time, as the market is going up or down, your money is going up or down at that same ratio. And and the average, I think, is like 8% over the last 20 years or something. So, So, I mean, it's a good, stable way to have your money start making money for you. And it's Pretty easy to set up, right? And the other thing that you said, it's awesome, is that you're just doing it honestly out of a habit. So the $20 to $200 that you're putting in right now, you're not seeing a huge return. If that goes up 3% or 6%, that's not a lot of money. But it's about the habit of getting in, into that mindset of one, saving and then investing. And then two, that compounding is starting. So yes. you know you don't see it now, but at some point that, that graph is gonna spike you know Mm -hmm. and the earlier you start the sooner that and the more that that graph is going to spike um so that's that's really cool what about real estate have you thought about getting involved with real estate investing or putting any money towards real estate
0: yeah so i think that a side effect of um you know being in this personal finance community on instagram and reading a lot about it is you get super excited about real estate investing i think it's like the most exciting part of um, of a personal person's personal finance journey. And I think I definitely would have to do a lot of thinking about if it's right for me. It takes a lot of work. It's a lot more active than just clicking on my, my Fidelity $200 to my index funds. But I think that the magic there is being able to use leverage, whereas, um, which for anybody, any beginners reading leverage just means that um, you use. Um, you take, you use debt basically to buy new assets. Um, and obviously that's not really a conventional way to invest in the stock market for individuals. Um, unless but, you're
1: on, unless you're on margin.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: You don't want to do that but you no, unless you no. know what you're doing.
0: <laughs> but it is definitely a conventional way to invest in real estate. So, um, I mean, I don't, have any clear plans, but I definitely feel as though I'm the type of person that would enjoy investing in real estate and could take it on. Um, I'm a project-based person, so I love, you know, having um, big projects to work on, um, and I think that I could definitely manage it, uh, manage the stress. I don't have, like, a, like, a. I know that there's different strategies that people do, like, burr, turnkey, like, Multi-family, like I, I haven't really thought about it, but I would say in about two years, two to three years, I'd be ready to really do the deep dive research, and I would love to have that passive income that real estate provides.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing; it doesn't really matter, honestly, what you what you're doing. The fact that you're conserving money, you know, you're not living an excessive lifestyle, especially at an early age. You're trying to reserve back some of your income and then invest it somehow. So at some point. It's always going to, once you start investing, it's always working. Right. At some point. And can
0: I add? Um, sure.
1: yeah, go right ahead. The
0: reason why I say two to three years and the reason why I'm confident that I'd be ready is what I'm doing. As a young person, I would really highly recommend people to do this if they don't exactly know what their goals are, is I'm starting an opportunity fund. So um, any money that's not going to retirement accounts, that's not going to my short-term expenses, and that's not going to something like if i wanted to take a vacation a year i'll have like a separate account for that any like unallocated money that i'm still saving is going into an opportunity fund that i hope to have like like a couple or you know like 10 to 20k like in a couple years and basically i know that i have a lot of different goals different ideas of what i might be doing i might be opening a business i might be Um, investing in real estate, um, maybe going to grad school, if that's like the route I want to take. So that fund is basically something that I want to have liquid um, assets that would take me to the next step.
1: Yeah. And that's, I I did a show like two or three weeks ago, a podcast and it was basically on running your personal finance, like a business and kind of what Mm -hmm. we're talking about right now is like, this would be like the second level to that, taking it the next step. And i mean i wish i really wish more people young people would you know try to educate themselves about this stuff because if you what you're talking about doing is is taking you're taking your income you're allocating out for your personal finance your cost of living your expenses you've got your investing account so you've got your retirement more or less whatever you want to call it and then anything left over you're not just that's not just your blow money you're my guess is you're probably allocating blow money you probably have a certain amount that you set aside just for things that you do want to do. Yeah.
0: Because
1: um, yeah. you don't want you don't necessarily go to need to go from one extreme to the other either. You can right. still take a vacation. You still can go out to dinner every exactly. once in a while. It's about balance. But you have allocated all this stuff, just like I talked about in that other podcast, about running your personal finance like a business. You're treating these things as expenses. So you more or less are budgeting yourself, right? And you've created a budget for yourself so you know how much oh, money yeah is going to whatever expenses and whatever amount of money is going to your investing account. And then anything left over, you're treating this as an opportunity fund, which is basically like sitting on cash. And right. that but is But I'm giving awesome.
0: myself um, a time period. So I don't want this to be like 10 years. I have just like 10 to 20K sitting there because that's like a lost opportunity. But my idea is that this 10 to 20K, if I were to put it in a retirement account, I kind of have a, like a limit on the annual, annual return, right? But if I'm in a spot in two years where I have an idea that's going to make way better returns, like a very profitable, you know, business, then it's it's worth it to keep that out of the market, yeah. you know, just for a couple of years. Or, yeah, well,
1: yeah, you're weighing out that opportunity cost, right? You're looking yeah. at, you're kind of missing the compounding or whatever interest returns you'd be gaining right now. But once, but once that money does go into the to the retirement accounts, it's kind of trapped. So, it's
0: stuck. Yeah. yeah,
1: so that's good though that you're you're that's a kind of diversification. You know what I mean? You're sitting mm-hmm. on some cat some cash, which is just another asset class. It may not be earning you much right <clears throat> right now, but you know you're not the only one that's thinking in a market in an economy like this that there is bound to have change at some point. And a lot of the times when markets go down, that does create the opportunity um if you are sitting on cash so right which you know, that's
0: another possible use like if i'm in like in a year where seeing a huge dip that's something else i'm thinking is like might just throw cash into the market
1: yeah i mean and that's and that's that's great i mean that's the fact that you're even thinking like that is awesome and i guess real quick just to bring it back to real estate i i like to tell this to other people who maybe haven't been are not as familiar with real estate investing and without having to dive into all of the methods and the techniques mm-hmm. and the educating, a simple way for a young person, and this may or may not be what you end up doing, but a simple way for a young person to get started is once they're financially stable enough to support themselves, if you can put, save up money and put a down payment on a purchase of a home, as opposed to just renting at an early age, mm-hmm. if, you're, if you're able to buy when it makes sense for you, Instead of that money just going out the window every month to rent, which is basically just going to somebody else, that money is, a portion of that money is really going into the bank for yourself. And then, so if you can buy a house and then rent out some of the other rooms to either your friends or other people, they're more or less going to be paying the mortgage for you. So what that means is is basically instead of renting, or you going out and finding a place to rent, you're buying something that you own and the other people are paying the rent for you. Yeah. And that's a great way to get started. And then if it's not a long-term purchase where you see yourself living for a long time, just do it to get your foot in the door, live there for a year or two or however long. And if you decide to move on or go repeat that process and buy another home, keep that one as mm-hmm. a rental property and they've, yeah. you've simultaneously started to build out a, re- a real estate portfolio. Again, there's no right or wrong way. There's lots of different ways to do this stuff. Um, just for people that are out there that are interested in the, in the real estate, mindset, that's a good way for young people to get started. And the fact that you're doing it multiple avenues, you know, you're diversifying, which is great. So it's really awesome. Another thing I want to talk to you real quick about is I know you're working on what people like to call side hustles and that's really cool because like you said, your job got postponed. Instead of sitting around, you went out and figured out a way to try to create some income for yourself you don't have to go into real detail about what you're doing or how you're creating that income, but can you just talk to us a little bit about why you did that and how that's working so far and what that means, I guess, to other young people, like what, what did it, is, what's a side hustle mean? And like, how, how is that benefiting you?
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, so I think like everybody's heard the like term side hustle in some way or another. Um, and I really gravitated toward the idea because it's really great to have kind of a, a another source of income that doesn't rely on your full-time job. And I feel like coming out of college, at least I was used to just being busy 24-7, like I, homework takes up, you know, the the hours that you're not in class. And so um, when you're preparing to start a full-time job and if you're already like ready for just a super busy schedule and Importantly, if you enjoy, I enjoy being busy and I like working on projects and stuff. So it wouldn't really be a burnout type situation if I had something like to do after my after my nine to five. Um, and so what I've been doing is just kind of exploring different ways. I think like <clears throat> my most exciting one is doing um, freelancing called It's and it's on a platform called Upwork. That's where I mainly get the jobs and I kind of identified an area that I felt like I had a special skill and that was creating and designing PowerPoints um, for startups um, nonprofits just, you know, companies and what the way I got that skill was just through uh, school projects like I was in business clubs and then in my internships where I had to create presentations, so I really just built up this skill that I thought could be marketable, and it, you know, it's not bringing me in, like, you know, thousands per month, but it's definitely kind of a steady stream of projects that I'm getting, and it's enjoyable for me, and it's not too, like, strenuous. I like doing it, and it's kind of fun to build up a per- portfolio, so, you know, that's, that's get- um gotten me like a thousand dollars or so for the past couple months which is you know that's really nice it's it's what has basically been funding my Roth IRA goal um so i really think that uh like finding some skill that you're good at and if you like doing and you don't mind monetizing it that's just like a really great way to kind of find um some extra income
1: yeah that's awesome whether you already have a job or you don't have a job i mean the fact that you are not sitting around and you're just taking action and going out to generate income for yourself. I mean, you obviously have an entrepreneur mindset, but you don't necessarily have to either. You, you found, you know what you do. Well, there's platforms out there that allow freelance, uh, contracting between uh, somebody who has a need versus pretty much anybody in the marketplace that can fulfill that need. Mm -hmm. And so, and it's vast too, there's all sorts whether you're a blogger, you do graphic design, you know, there's all sorts of things on these and you've mentioned Upwork, there's several out there, but you know, you took it upon yourself and took action to go out and say, I can do this and, and monetize it, right? I like doing this stuff. Exactly. I'm good at I'm good at PowerPoints and I'm able to monetize this. So you're generating income on your own, you know, and it's not as hard as people may think. You just have to get up and go do it. You know, and you yeah. Have, you have to wanna to do it and you have to take the action exactly. to do it. So and I would
0: I would add that some people that talk about side hustles make it sound so easy, like oh, start a YouTube channel, start a blog, or whatever. But like things like that take a lot of effort, and you don't get paid a lot. Like I had a period of burnout with my Instagram, where I was like, oh, I'm gonna monetize this thing. But then I had to switch my my idea. Like, no, this is just a hobby. Like, if it get if I make money, off of it, That's a bonus. Um, but something like this, where you're offering a service, is slightly easier, but it still takes a lot of work. And um, I wouldn't go into creating a side hustle with the idea of unless you're getting a part time job or something that has guaranteed income. But if you're trying to build something on your own, definitely leave room for disappointment because <laughs> it's, it's OK if it, if it flops.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, none of it's easy, but what you're doing is you're working hard now. to to set yourself up for an easier life later, basically, you know, and there are going to be disappointments and challenges. There's never really a straight line. We always have to Mm -hmm. zig and zag wherever we come across an obstacle. But the big thing that we also talk about in the real estate investing community and and really just in life, it's basically there's going to be surprises, there's going to be mistakes, there's going to be letdowns, but what we can take away from those experiences and what we can learn from them is only going to help us moving forward the second time around, even if it's a different venture or a different project. Yes. You know, we okay. take take what we learn from the losses and turn them into assets, more or less, of what we're made up of to avoid hopefully making those same mistakes in the future. It only sets yes. us up for a better chance of success. So really really good advice there. So I guess before we close up here, what advice would you have for other young people? Like just just kind of summarize because we've talked about a lot of different topics we've talked about you know retirement accounts we've talked about investing budgeting um, side hustles what do you have what advice do you have for younger people that maybe are not thinking about any of this stuff yet just something that you can to kind of get them in the right direction
0: yeah I would definitely say that my advice would be to one consider your life and your goals long-term as well as short-term because the reason why I'm so passionate and into um, this investor saving mindset is just because I have I've kind of developed a longer view of life um, and that's what excites me is like what I can build up and and kind of set myself up for in the future and then if that excites you then the first step would just be to really get a full picture of your finances. And um, I haven't touched on this, but some people it might be harder. I'm um, privileged and blessed enough to not have debt. And I am able to live with my family in this time. So it really hasn't been a challenge for me to prioritize saving and investing. But I I think that there's resources out there for anybody in any stage of life. To kind of understand where your money's going, is there a way to redirect and reprioritize? And then after that, dream big and set goals for yourself and really tr- find ways to achieve those goals. Um, and I would like to mention I do have a tool um, for uh, it's uh, an expense tracker. I just made it. It's a spreadsheet. And basically, if you're in a spot where you're Really wanting to identify how your where your money's going and how it's being spent. This is a great way to just import your past three, you know, months or two months, whatever of bank statements and um, credit card statements and say and uh, categorize them and see, you know, is something higher than you'd like it to be? What are areas that uh, possibly you could reallocate? So. fun to use it's uh either google sheets or excel spreadsheets so head over to my instagram at two cents with julia click the link in the bio and you can go ahead and sign up so um, i would just say uh putting some time into planning and uh just exploring even if it's scary even if you've never done it before is is the first step
1: very good stuff and i've checked your expense tracker out it's awesome so i recommend everybody listening to go go visit two cents with Julia on Instagram and hit that link and go check out her expense tracker. It's a free giveaway, right?
0: Yeah, it's free. Mm-hmm.
1: So, I mean, there's not many things in life that are free people, so go is- <laughs> take, take advantage of it. Well, I think a lot of what you just said there for me, Julia, is you're a person that has really good perspective, you know, and I think that's a huge um, plus for anybody in life. You know, you gotta have perspective on yourself where you are, where you want to, where you want to go in life, where you want to be in life, not just look the three days ahead of you, but look down the road. Can you tell, tell all of our listeners out there how they can connect with you, how they can find out more about what you're doing and learn, I guess, learn from what you're doing as well. How can people find, find out more? Yeah,
0: definitely. If you're on Instagram, I'm at two cents of Julia. I post really fun, like um, just posts that will get you excited about personal finance and kind of add color to your feed and kind of beat down the ads that they constantly throw at you to spend money. Um, and then my blog is two cents with um, And there I have longer form posts if you just want to explore and uh, learn a little bit more.
1: Awesome. Very cool. And I'll put all of those links in the show notes. So for anybody didn't catch that if they want to find julia i'll have the links down below as well as the link to the expense tracker julia i appreciate it i really like what you're doing you're doing all the right things you're you're hitting on all the key points that we talk about in real estate investing but just in a different perspective uh, in life in general and to hear it from such a young person i think is inspiring and i hope it's inspiring to all of our younger listeners out there so thank you for joining me it's been a pleasure having you um, I hope you're staying safe. I hope you have a good holiday season and we'd love to have you back sometime.
0: Great. Thank you so much, Travis. I really enjoyed the, the show.
1: <laughs> awesome. All right. Thanks again, Julia. And I also want to thank all of our listeners for joining us again this week. Um, again, we're a weekly podcast. We come out every Wednesday. We talk all things real estate and investing. So thanks for joining us. Please hit the subscribe button if you're enjoying the show so far. Reviews and ratings really help us out. We're also on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at the TheInvestNest. And go check out InvestNest.com. Hope everybody's staying safe out there. Uh, we'll see you next time. I'm your host, Travis Murphy, and this is The InvestNest Real Estate Investing Show. Thank you for joining us on The InvestNest Real Estate Investing Show. Be sure to join InvestNest.com and start learning and earning today.